0: Listeners, and welcome to the third episode of the Be Kind and Listen podcast. This is your host, Jess. Thanks for joining me as we show kindness to others by listening to their stories of heartache and grief. Today's guest is my friend, Lacey. She's been married to her husband, Ben, for 16 years, and they have two children, Ethan, who is 13, and Sadie, who is 10. They enjoy being outdoors together and have a goal to visit as many national parks as possible. They also enjoy watching their children compete in cross-country and swimming. Lacey, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story.
1: Thank you, Jess, for having me. When you asked me to share my story about postpartum, I thought about how I wanted to present this information and to be sensitive to anyone who may be struggling with it or who may think they're struggling with it. To be clear, I am not a physician and I'm not diagnosing anyone who may have or feel that they are struggling with postpartum, but this is my story. After eight long months of trying to get pregnant, my husband and I had finally got the news that we were expecting our second child and I, we were very excited. But almost as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I started to feel very, very sick. And for me, that was nine very hard, long months of struggle, illness, and sick. And then we had a day set for a C-section. And when we went in, I was so excited and so ready for this journey to be over and meet my daughter. When I woke up in recovery from the C-section, I knew almost right away that something just wasn't right. I felt this overwhelming sense of just sorrow. I was very weepy. I felt out of control. I felt um, overwhelmed by visitors, by their chatter in the background. Everything just seemed so overwhelming. And I knew that this wasn't normal to the person that I was. I shared what I was feeling with my doctor which she assured me that what I was going through was quite normal for women right after birth. We have such an influx and change in our hormones that it can affect us in very different ways. And she asked me to wait a week or two to see if I started to feel better. And as women do, after they give birth, a few weeks after I had a menstrual cycle and I started to feel better. Or at least for me, it was. I was trying to convince myself that I was feeling better. By nature, without this struggle, before this struggle, I am very confident, self-assured, half glass full, do-it-myself person. So for me to admit that there was something wrong with me or that I was feeling something of defeat was just a challenge for me. I wanted to overcome this on my own. I didn't want to have to face this struggle or admit that something was wrong feeling the way I was came on very slowly. If you've ever been to the store and you see the, a donation funnel, you drop a coin in the top, and at first it spins around in big wide circles at the top. And as it funnels down, it goes quicker and faster until it drops. And I would say that my my depression was something like that. At first it wasn't every day. It was maybe one or two days a month. But as the weeks and the months went on, I funneled down and the days came more often and what I was feeling was an overwhelming sense of numbness. I had no joy in my children, no joy in my marriage. I just really felt nothing. No happiness, no sorrow. I was withdrawing from friends and family. I really just wanted to stay in bed all day and stare at the wall. I felt so ashamed of what I was feeling and I let fear of of what I was doing and thinking hold me back from asking for help. I was becoming aware of the fact that this problem may be something that I couldn't just talk myself out of. I couldn't give myself a pep talk and say, that's enough, get up, get moving. It was like a dark shadow or cloud that just fell over my life and I couldn't shake it. I began to talk to God and really just cry to Him. He was the only person that I trusted with this secret. I felt ashamed to tell my friends or family, and my husband. I didn't want to disappoint them and I felt embarrassed. I didn't want people to know that I laid in bed all day and I just didn't want them to judge me. I was afraid they wouldn't understand what I was feeling and why I couldn't just snap out of it. So I prayed and I talked to God and I asked Him to help me overcome this sadness and sorrow and this numbness in my life. I was waiting for Him. I was afraid talk to a doctor because I knew they would prescribe me medicine and for whatever reason at that time in my life medicine just seemed like the wrong thing to do with each passing day and month my symptoms became worse I started experiencing anxiety and panic attacks I really avoided social situations at all costs and anger and irritation were also becoming a part of my life which was so different From how I would normally want to operate, especially with my children. I remember feeling so despairing but trusting in God. I knew He had a plan for me. And so, I call it the last day that I let depression rule me. I was downstairs cooking dinner for my children and my husband, and I heard music from a toy upstairs that I knew I had bought my children for Christmas. By this time they were four and one. I ran upstairs and found them sitting in the floor of the room that I hid the toys in and they were all out on the floor. Now any mother would have been disappointed to see that her child had found their Christmas presents but my reaction was not was not proper. I became very angry screaming and yelling at these little children and when I caught a glimpse of their faces I had terrified them. I ran out of the room and into mine, and into the closet, and into the darkest place I could find, and just began to cry out to God. And I waved my white flag, and I said, I surrender, Lord. I cannot do this any more. I need your help. I need help. When I left the closet, I went and found my children, and I hugged them, and I apologized to them, and I cried. I let them see that I was sorry, and I hope that it did not stay with them in their young hearts and minds. That night I went to bed praying the same prayer, that God would help me, that he would show me the way, and that I would have the courage to trust him. That morning I woke up with an overwhelming urge to call my sister-in-law. I called her on the phone and said, can I come and speak to you? I need to talk to you about something. She must have sensed my urgency and said, yes, come right away. So I went to her house and I sat at her table and I shared with her in much greater detail than what I'm sharing here about all that I had been thinking and feeling and going through over the last year and some months. We cried together and prayed together, and she encouraged me, and I know that God had just the words that he wanted me to hear from her mouth. That day I went home, and I called and made an appointment to speak to a doctor. When I met with my doctor, I shared with her about all of the things that I had been feeling and my fear of medication and not wanting to become dependent on it. So her and I together came up with a plan. And unfortunately, my mental state had declined so much over that year and a half. The medicine was really my only option. And so we came up with that plan and I worked that plan for two years. And when I was ready, I had gained so much ground. I felt great, I felt back to normal, and I was living a much healthier, happier life. So we came up with a different plan. a plan to come off the medicine. It took about four months but I can say that that was eight years ago, and God has given me victory over that sadness, that depression, and that postpartum that I could not have come up, come up, overcome on my own. When I began to feel better and gain some more of my person and personality, I started to feel confident to share with people around me, my friends and family, about what I had been going through. Every one of them said to me, I thought something was wrong, or yeah, you seemed a little off, but no one said anything to me. No one reached out and helped me. And so I would say, if you have a woman in your life, a sister, a daughter, a friend, who's given birth and something just doesn't seem right, create a safe space for her where she may feel comfortable to share what she's going through. We can't have room for shame and fear because we only rob ourselves of so much precious time that we cannot get back. And last I wanna say, if you are a woman who thinks you may be struggling with something postpartum, you are not alone. Giving birth is a privilege from God, but sometimes what it does to our bodies, we cannot control. We do not have to be ashamed or afraid if we are feeling things after the birth of a child that we know just aren't right. My, my encouragement to you would be to, ta- to reach out and take that first step to get help. Don't wait there is healing, there is help, and there is hope.
0: Lacey, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story about postpartum depression. I know that the Lord will use it to encourage other ladies struggling in the same way. And thank you listeners for taking the time to be kind and listen. Join us on our next episode as we hear from Kate. She's going to share her story with us about infertility and adoption.